Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. Today is Monday, May 10th. It is 9.29 a.m. Stock market's going to open up in about a minute. We're going to quickly go over what we're looking at. Like I said before, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. We talk about and we invest in dividend stocks, specifically pre-qualified dividend stocks. Those are the companies that increase their dividends every year for a minimum of 25 years. Why? My game, my rules. This is just the way it is. Now, this advice in this tutorial or this education or this entertainment type scenario is not meant for any type of, uh, what do you call it, suggestions? Oh, there's the opening bell. Not for any suggestions. It's more or less for educational purposes and for entertainment. You guys want to take a look at what I'm doing. That's all fine and dandy. And we're going to look at where we are, where we're going, and whatnot. All right, as you can see, we're where we are today. We get um, five positions that we're looking at, or three that we have carried over. One that I was playing with this morning, and one that we um, <laughs> bought a, a monthly option on. And I don't know why I bought a monthly because I usually like to do only weekly options, and that's Exxon Mobil. For some strange reason, I bought the monthly option or I sold the monthly option which means I'm obligated to hold on to it until that option expires or I buy it back one or the other. Either way, let's jump in. First top on the list is CLX. CLX, Clorox for those of you who don't know. CLX started out the year last year at 205. Found its, found its high. Well, let's come on, get rid of that stuff. Found its high at 239 in August. Okay, dropped down to the bottom at 176 in March. Since then, we have a new low, which is our support right around 176.88. She bounced off that just recently, and she's sitting at 183 at the moment. Now, where are we with CLX? We want to view the trades of CLX. We get 200 shares at 180. Um, she's at 183 at the moment. So let's see if we could just sell and get rid of CLX. We're going to sell it at 183. Sure, why not? Get rid of that. We don't need that. This is quickly what it looks like. Hmm. Okay, so let's not do that. Let's go back to monitor. Uh, so 201 at 183. All right, that's why I can't see it. It's just looking a little strange. All right, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna sell 201 CLX the stock at 183, or better, why not? There we go. 
off to the races. Just just get rid of CLLX 183.71. Gotta love it. Uh, let's get back to where we were. Alright, so CLX is gone. J&J, we got... I'm going to have to go over Johnson & Johnson with you in a little bit because Johnson & Johnson is going to be an experimental trade that I'm going to do this week just for the fun of it. I want to see what these other option plays do as they work. And we're also going to buy some Johnson & Johnson because you really can't go wrong with J&J. It's a dividend king, number one. Number two, they've increased their dividend payments for over 50 years. They've been in business for over 100 years. You can't really go wrong with Johnson & Johnson. She's at 168 at the moment. Oh, let's start from the beginning. Johnson Johnson started out last year at 148.86. Traveled sideways for quite a bit. Found its low in October, the end of October, at 133. From there, she jumps up to the to new high at uh, 173.55. That's the high for the year. Um. She's stuck in a little trading range of, uh, what is it, between 160 and 165. She's sitting at 168 at the moment. So we're going to buy a bunch of these just for the fun of it. Johnson Johnson and J. Yeah. Let's buy a couple hundred shares and go from there. Uh, buy custom. Here we go. The dividend trade. How much is the dividend for? Johnson and Johnson. Let's quickly check. One oh one. So we're gonna need the change. I'm gonna read this off to you and see what you think. Because for those of you listening and not reading, you don't know what's going on. Right now, I'm going to do what we call um, a dividend trade. That's where I buy the stock, add the dividend into the price I purchased it for, and then try to resell it for that price within the next couple of days. Actually, today, basically. So this is what it's going to look like. We're going to buy um, 500 shares. And then we're going to sell 500 shares. This is what it looks like. We're going to buy 500 Johnson Johnson stock. Then we're going to sell 500 shares of Johnson Johnson stock. Triggered by a $1 limit order. Let's see what that says. Oh, it says, here we go. It got rejected. So I can't get 500 shares. Looks like I'm going to have to get a little bit less. Let's go 300 shares. Why not? Maybe the first thing we want to do is trade this. So, we're going to buy 200 shares of Johnson Johnson at the market to open. Then we're going to sell 200 shares of Johnson Johnson, triggered by a $1.01 limit. Good to cancel extended trade, triggered by uh, the first trade. So, once I buy the first trade, whatever that number falls in at, they're going to add a dollar. Once that, that's going to be a new sell point. So, let's see what it looks like. All right. That one went at 169.52. And let me see quickly. All right, 
169.52, so we have a new order to uh, sell Johnson & Johnson at 168, uh, sorry, at 170.53. So let's see how it goes. You never know. All right, that's them. Let's go back to the market watch. Who else are we looking at today? Oh, let's get back to Monarch, because I'm still going over where we are. Get that out of the way. Get that out of the way. All right, so that was Johnson & Johnson. Let's look at Mark. Mark, we just so happened to have carried over for a couple of weeks. MRK, open that up. MRK started out the year last year at 79. Uh, right, right around the 79 area, 77, 79 area. Kind of all over the place. She found its high at 87.72 in September 3rd. Found its low at 71. There's a lot of uh, not a lot of movement in this stock between 71 and, and 87. Not really going anywhere. But that's it's, it's new low. Actually, it's a new 90-day low also. She's sitting at 78.41. We got Mark at 78.50. So you know what? You can probably get a good price for the 78.50 marks. M R K. Now we already collected the dividend on this. 78.50. We have four of them, so let's sell those. I'm trying to fill in the numbers. I'm going to give you the details in a second. All right. So she right now the bid is seventy-eight fifty-five. The ask is seventy-eight sixty-three. So what is that? Um, an eight cent spread? That's not that bad. You got an eight cent spread. What we're going to do? We have four hundred shares that we're at at seventy-eight fifty. Now we're going to sell the seventy-eight fifty calls to someone else to buy it from me for the exact same price I paid for it for sixty-three cents a share. It's going to give me close to 250 bucks. Okay, that got filled at 76. So 76 times 4 is... Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> it's about a little over 300 bucks. All right, that was Mark Qcom's next on the list. Qcom, we started out last year at uh, right around 80. The low was 73. From there, she stair steps her way up to a new double high, which is going to be the new resistance. Can't seem to get past the uh, 168. Falls down to a trading range of 137, 138, where she's sitting pretty at the moment. We got it at 144. Ain't going to do me any good. All right, so we have 1,000 shares at 144. I can't rightly see it going to 144 from 137. But if I can get 28 for the 143s, I'll do that. But let's see. That's another 300 bucks, just about. Well, she's sitting there. Oh, so let me get back to. <laughs> Back to where we were. Uh, the QCOM order we just put in is sell 10 contracts to open QCOM 1421, which is this Friday, at the 143 call at 28 cents a share. Now, 
Right now, it's at 33, and I don't know why she hasn't kicked in, because I'm looking to get 28, and she's at 33. So that should have kicked in already. Let's go back to monitor where we are, and ExxonMobil. We really can't do anything with ExxonMobil only because we got 200 shares at 58, and we sold two contracts for people to buy from me at, at 55. Okay, so I got the price at the right price. So let's see if we can do another spread on ExxonMobil. But before we do that, let's just quickly take a look at the chart for ExxonMobil. She started up last year at 44.70, somewhere in that area. Went sideways for a couple of months, found its bottom at the end of October. From there, she was 31 all the way up to 62. So she went doubled in price. And what is that? One, two, three, three and a half months, doubled in price. That's pretty freaking good. Right now she's sitting at 62.43. And I think I'll do another spread on ExxonMobil. Only because I can use the cash flow. Because we're only up at the 600 already. Today's only Monday. Um, <clears throat> okay, so Exxon looks pretty good. Uh, let's check out seasonality before we jump into this. That way you guys get an idea. So I don't just blindly pick this stuff. Alright, so Exxon's basically going to stay where she is. Go sideways for a little bit. So maybe... Let's get back to standard chart. There we go. Maybe we'll do a in the money one, 61, 62. I might go a little bit further in than 61, 61 and a half. Now, it's only an eight cent profit. That's really not that much. 61, 62, which is at the money. All right, so let's just do 10 contracts. All right, so we're going to do 10 contracts on ExxonMobil. All right, the 61 and a half by 62. Right now she's at 62.43. She's in a nice little uptrend. Let's check out the big chart, see what the buyers and sellers are looking like before we actually initiate that one. Okay, so she got the high of 62.55. And right now she's at 62.43. So can't she sustain this? Maybe she can. Look at the separation between the, the buyers and the sellers. The buyers are definitely in control. And it's still in an uptrend, which everything looks good, so why not? Alright, so we're gonna we're gonna do ten contracts of ExxonMobil for this Friday, which is the 14th of May, the 61 and a half and the 62 for 29 cent limit order. Now, basically what that's gonna mean is as long as the stock stays above 62, we're gonna make our profit. Now Position is going to cost three hundred and three dollars. The max profit is two ten. Two ten. Look at that! I sold Johnson and Johnson already. <laughs> Not even into the first hour. Actually, the first fifteen minutes were in and out. Okay, so um, we're looking at two hundred and ten dollar profit of a three hundred dollar position. That's over sixty percent. So as long as the stock stays where it is, or goes up, I'm going to make that 60%. Fair enough. Works for me. 
Okay, so open working orders. There we go. Okay, so that's everything that we're looking at at the moment. Now, here's all my working orders. Why do I have all these? Because just for the fun of it, I wanted to see what the calendar spreads would look like, what a vertical spread would look like, back ratio uh, spreads, uh, and, and, and single options. These Most of these are just plays. Uh, I'm just trying to see the ones that say, I'll say ones, all ones. Those are all just samples of what I want to see, how they work. Okay? That being said, let's go back and see who's cooking today to see what we're looking at. So we had seven positions we're actually going to look at today that may be, you know, good for someone. AIZ is the first one on the list, Assurance. So let's quickly take a look at them. AIZ. AIZ started up the year last year at the low of 86. From there, she stair steps away all the way up to a new high of 161, which is a 100% increase in a year. Okay, from 86 to 161. She hit a high a couple of days ago at 163. Now, you guys know how I feel about buying stock that's at the top. Doesn't make me a happy camper. So she's at the top, and yet the volume is actually kind of staying the same, but a little bit on the decreasing side. See that from here, from the high up here. So the volume is decreasing, but the stock price is still going up. Okay, so AIC was a seasonality look like for them. Right, remember the blue line represents now and the red line represents 10 years of data. She's basically going to go sideways. A tiny bit of a downtrend, not much, but it's a sideways trend. Um, let's take a look and see what AIC has to offer for you guys. This is a monthly option, so I'm not even going to bother looking at this one. Sorry, just the way it is. Uh, ATO is next on the list. Got a 57 cent dividend, and that is Atmos Energy Group. ATO, there we go, there we go. Okay, ATO started out the year last year right at around 95.17, kind of all over the place, but not a lot of movement. Okay, she had a high, actually, like, almost like a double high at 106. Back in what was that uh, June, and then again in August, trying to hit that high, go past 106. Can't seem to do it. She's sitting at 103 now, but she found her low at 84 back in February. So from February to today, she went up uh, 20 bucks, which is 25% from the low, of course. So she's sitting at 103. What does the seasonality look like for this company? Again, another size side sidewinder. A little bit of a downturn. Um, AIZ, let's look at ATO. ATO. Right now, the bid is 103. The ask is 103. Sorry, 103.11 by 103.62. And again, this is another monthly option, so I don't want to do that. I don't want to tie money up longer than I have to. Johnson & Johnson, we know, is a dividend king. And we just want to make money off this bad boy. Okay, so J&J started out last year at 147. Went sideways almost the whole year. Found its bottom at the end of October. After the election, she goes back to her trading range at 147. Just stays there for a couple of weeks. 
before finally breaking out of that in mid-December. She breaks out of that in mid-December, finds a new high at 174, and then drops down to a new trading range in the 160 area. So she's sitting at 169 at the moment she gapped up, which is a good thing. She's got a 101 dividend, and believe it or not, I did a bunch of one-on-one trades on, uh, I did a bunch of Johnson Johnson trades. And if you want to see real quick, uh, slide down. These are all the orders that I've filled, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so Johnson & Johnson, we bought the stock at 170.53 this morning. And then we sold. Pretty sure we sold Johnson Johnson. Could have sworn it said we sold it. Oh, apparently we didn't. So it's still a working order, correct? That's view orders. said I'm pretty sure we sold it though all right so it's not making any sense to me at the moment yeah all right so we bought Johnson Johnson 169 52 and we sold Johnson Johnson 170. There it is. It just, just took me a while to find it. I knew it was there somewhere. All right, so that being said, I forget where we are. Oh, okay. Back to Market Watch. So Johnson Johnson kind of, I bought it first thing this morning and I'm out this afternoon. Now you can't do that on a mobile app because I also have um, that position in my, in my mobile trading app but I can't buy and sell at the same day. I have to actually wait until tomorrow to be able to sell Johnson & Johnson in the mobile app, which I can't stand that. Okay, NDSN is next on the list. NDSN. All right, Nordson started out the early year last year at 163, found its bottom quickly at 153 in May. After that, she found a trading range in the 190 area between 186 and 1206, right around the 197. Finally broke out of that to find a high at 222 in May of this year. Or April, sorry, April um, 29th of this year. From there, it's just been a downtrend. But today, she gaps up from her close last Friday. So let's check out the seasonality for NDSN and see what that looks like. All right, so NDSN looks like a steady growth company. So you buy it in January, just hold on to it. It just looks good all year round. She's a nice steady sideways with a slight upward trend to it. So she has a very slight growth for the whole year, historically speaking, over the last 10 years. So that looks like a good position to jump into. So NDSN, let's see what that's looking like. NDSN, another monthly trade. I don't really like doing monthly trades because it limits what I can do in case I get stuck. You know what, this one doesn't look that bad so I can actually buy it and then uh, um, 
Let's see what she opened up at today. Alright, so she opened up at 209. 209.64. At 209.64, still in an uptrend, kind of like maybe plateauing off to go sideways, but the buyers are still in control, and so it doesn't look that bad. Um, what is the dividend on NDSN? It's 38 cents. All right, I don't know if it's worth, you know, buying a $200 stock for 38 cent dividend. But let's move on to Prudential, P-R-U, P-R-U. All right, Peru started out the year at 56.76, quickly found a bottom at 48.23. From there, she jumped up to a trading range of 65, traveled sideways right up to the election. And right after the election, she shoots up all the way to 106. Wow, that's nice. She almost doubled in price. From the low of the year, so the low of the year was uh, was at forty nine. She jumped up to one hundred six within a year. Not bad. She's actually at a high today, so I'm not quite sure. For those of you who want to jump in and buy a little bit of Peru, let's see what they're looking like. Okay, Peru's at one hundred six seventy nine by one hundred six eighty four. Not a lot of spread. It is a monthly um, a monthly um, option, so it's not a weekly option. like to do, but still, okay, she's still running, uh, what happens when you have a live show, sometimes you get into that weird shit, okay, so Prue doesn't look that bad, although I don't like monthly options, let's go back to RHI, RHI, Started out the year last year at 45, found its low at 41, quickly finds a trading range of 52 and trades right to election. From election, she sh jumps up to hit a new high of today, I believe is the new high, at 90.57. Sorry, the new high was 90.99. She's sitting at 90.57 at the moment, but um, I personally don't like it because she's at an all-time high. And she only has a $0.34 cent dividend. So $0.34 cents from, for a $90 stock. I'm not 100% sure that makes me a happy camper or not. But let's see where she's sitting. Again, she has another monthly option. She's sitting at uh, the bid is $90.39. The ask is $90.47. So what is that? Uh, an $0.08 cent spread? That's not too bad. Covered call on these guys. Let's go. Let's see what a covered call would look like. We buy it at ninety and sell it at one hundred seven, which is two percent. So that's not that bad. Um, and that's for next week, not this week, but next week. And I don't like to do um, those kind of trades because I have to hold it for two weeks to see what it does, and then it's more susceptible for movement in two weeks than it is for one. That being said, let's go back to the market watch. And WLK is last on the list. 
WLK. Oh, that looks beautiful. She starts out at 41, drops down to low 35. Now from 35 in May, mid-May of last year, this is nothing but shooting almost straight up to a new high, which is today at 105, 104.88. Who would have seen that coming? WLK. Another monthly option play. So the bid is 104.71. The ask is 105.08. That's kind of a big spread. Kind of give you the indication, like not a lot of action going on there. What's the big chart look like? Yep, she actually has the new high of, of the year today at 105.51. So there's a huge spread between the buyers and the sellers, and it is in an upward trend. So I'm not quite sure. They have the dividend coming out in two weeks. Um, you know? WLK, she opened up at... 105 and she hit the high of 105.51. Yeah, so had you bought it first thing this morning, you would have already been out. She got the 26 cent dividend. Maybe she could do it again. I don't know. Really don't. All that being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. I'm not a whole heck of a lot I can do at the moment. Don't get me wrong, I have positions that I can do, but I want to see how things play out this week. Um, where are we? We got a lot of action going on here, a lot of fills with all the Johnson and Johnson folks. I'm kind of curious uh, how each one of these option spreads, these option plays, actually work. Now, see some of them that I had. Let's get out of here. All right, let's get out of here. The fills. Let's look at the opens. The Kukum. Is not looking very good. Let's open that back up again and find out what's going on there. Okay, there we go. That's why QCOM opened up at 135. Sorry, 136. Alright, so here we are today. With QCOM opening up at 136.02, hit a high of 136.68, and then a low of 133. So she actually gapped down from Friday's close. Why? I have no clue. So apparently, we're not going to do this 143. So we got to get out of there. Let's cancel that order. And let's find out what we can do with QCOM. Okay, so we have four days at QCOM. Um, the 139s don't look that bad. But I could wait another day or so before we jumped into that. So all that being said, QCOM I'm going to leave for tomorrow. See what's going to happen there. Those are all the open positions. The open working orders. check on ExxonMobil because apparently that one's not working the way I wanted it to. Before I close out. Oh yeah. 
know, she gaps up and then takes right off. Whoops, I actually have to cancel that order. So we're going to cancel and replace the order for the spread on ExxonMobil. So right now she's at 63. And that ain't going to work. Sixty-three, sixty-four. No, don't want that one. 62, 63. All right, so 62, 63. See what that one looks like. It's about a 50% return. So let's see how that looks. And what we just did is I could have sworn we canceled that one. Alright, so we're canceling the 61 and a half by 62 because we're not going to get it for, for 29 cents. That's just freaking ridiculous. But we can get it for 40 maybe? Let's try 40 because that would be a 25% return. Yeah. 25% return, I can do that. All right, so we get two orders for ExxonMobil. We got the... 61 and a half by the 62 then we get the 62 by 63 let's see which one gets filled and which one doesn't um, let's get rid of this see where we're sitting at the moment we got $20,000 just sitting around I can probably fill it in for tomorrow um, other than that because we did our Johnson & Johnson trade um, CLX we got out of that one MRK it's in the money so hopefully we're making money off of that QCOM, we could take the money that we have, the 19000 and, and lower our cost base on QCOM, which might be a good idea. QCOM. All right, it's going at 133. So if we do 200, 300 shares, how much is 300 shares going to cost? Huh, I can't do 300 shares. Imagine that. All right, anyway, we'll do 200 shares of QCOM. Bring the cost basis down a little bit. Two hundred shares of QCOM. One thirty-two. Let's go in and re-double check where QCOM is sitting at the moment. Okay, so we have twelve hundred shares. Our cost basis is one forty-one now. orders nothing for QCOM huh all right so 
that strip QCOM. We got 140s. Let's draw 12 of those. All right, put myself 12 cucumbers, 139.25 a share. That's 300 bucks. Maybe it'll fill, maybe it won't. Anyway, it's 10 o'clock. Um, out here for today. Everything looked happy. So we will catch you later. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk. Got a bunch of little things working at the moment. And um, we will catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day.